difficult, 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 Oh my god, I love ASMR. <laughs> Don't even get me started. It's not ASMR today. We'll do that one later. Oh my god. Well, I'm Katie. I'm Marie. <laughs> and this is a Difficult, difficult Women, women podcast. We're in the band Reformed Whores. Look if you up. don't know who we are, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have um, you been? Where have I been? Yeah. You know, I was walking over here today <laughs> and uh, I almost got hit by a car no uh, because which was legit terrifying uh but it was because i saw the hottest dad oh. like ever ever mm. and i couldn't like it was almost worth getting hit by a car for oh. he was so hot did he have the baby strapped to him no he they didn't even have a baby the kid was like 6 or something oh but he was just so cute with the kid yeah. and so hot and the kid was not hot, but the kid was, the kid was hot. Everybody whoa, was hot. whoa, 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 Katie. This isn't, no, no, it's not that kind uh, of podcast. Not that kind of podcast. No, that, that's what makes me want to have kids. I'll see a hot dad in Brooklyn with like a six-year-old and then like telling him what a caterpillar is. And I'm like, I, I do I want, want kids. Don't even want kids. I just want a hot dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do want kids. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, you know how you can uh, make a hot dad? You got to get him pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you need to go oh. back to sex ed. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't know how it works. You're right. I have no idea. <laughs> how does it work? Well, you take this and you do this and do da 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 God, I've been doing it wrong the whole time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you go. What have you been up to? Mm, just living life. You know, I got a new bartending job on fucking Governor's Island. So I've been schlinging permanent vacations. That's what, that's the signature drink out there. Nice. Yeah. That tastes, sounds like death. Yeah. It does. Oh, yeah. I guess that's the joke. You're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It took me a minute. I was real slow on that uptake. I was like, oh. Yep. We're serving death out there. Come visit me if you're in New York. <laughs> you want to? I'll sleep. I'll die drinking you. death. Yeah. That's but it's fun. I'm, I'm, I'm having, I, you know, I thought about, you know, I'd need money and I bartend. So might as well do that for the summer. Yeah. See how that goes. Yeah. Before we start touring and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Take a boat to work. Right. Who, who, who else does that? Sailors. Yeah, I'm just like a sailor. Captains. I'm just like um, Baywatch people, lifeguards. lifeguards. Lifeguards don't take boats. No? They sit on chairs. That's true. <laughs> they sit on tall chairs and yell at people. That's what I think of. <laughs> That's what a lifeguard does. I, I see. I think of Baywatch when they're always like, you know, running. They get on the ski dudes. A, like, a lot of people drown on that show. Yeah. A lot of almost, maybe not, maybe they didn't actually drown. A lot of near drownings. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's me. I'm very similar. You're just like Pamela Anderson. I'm just like her, slinging oh drinks. So that's yeah, that's really what cool. I'm doing. That's a good summer activity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be outside all day long serving people? <laughs> uh, anyway, this is a good time to um, tell people we're on Patreon. We are on Patreon. If you'd like to, <laughs> this is an excellent time. To <laughs> Oh my God! Please help us. We have some wonderful pe- patrons. We're really excited. We're doing some fun things with them. So that's uh, too. Jump on the that's boat. That's true. Yeah, More jump boats. on the boat. <laughs> we had boat. to bring boats up again. Yeah, in summer. <laughs> um, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so the other thing that's kind of neat and happening is uh, we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And uh, we did a witch episode recently. Right. And we got some uh, feedback. Yeah. So because one question we both had was. 
where the fuck did they get the broom from? Right. You know? And so uh, Kaylin Scott wrote in, in pre-Christian Britain, there was a pagan fertility rite that involved women walking through the fields after the seeds were sown, riding brooms. The broomstick served as a ceremonial phallus. I still don't get it, but that's great. Well, okay. So like, hold, th- hold that thought then because we got another email okay. going further into that. Let me pull it up now. We don't have a producer, so we're just <laughs> doing it ourselves. Uh, Molly said the besom, uh, a.k.a. witch's broom, is used in protection and purification spells. You sweep out the negative energy. The besom was also used in fertility rituals to bless crops, like Kaylin was saying. Witches would ride it like hobby horse style around the field. It symbolized the union of the divine feminine and divine masculine. Oh. The staff represents the, um, <laughs> she says staff, <laughs> and the Dick. bristles represent the female pubic hair. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So she says, betcha never look at a broom the same way again. <laughs> no. I don't need even, I, you know what I realized? I don't need a boyfriend. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> No, honey, I think you're doing it wrong, too. No, we got to get you a better vibrator. Oh, man. (laughs) But that's crazy. Okay, there you go. Okay. Brooms. And then also Molly did um, mention, because she said, by the way, the cauldron symbolizes the womb of the divine feminine. Nice. Cool. She'd like to throw things in there, just like my womb. Yeah. Throw throw stuff in there. Throw stuff in there to keep it warm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. I'm a witch. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of uh, ancient fertility rituals, yes. we have one of our own that we all, a lot of us have grown up with, and that is uh, sex, sex education. education. That's Passes. right. Look at that. Look at Look that, that segue. Wow. Um, <laughs> Again, no producer, just us. Just us girls sitting in a hot box. The AC is off. Awesome. <laughs> no, so, it's so hot. So hot. Um, so anyway... Speaking sex of ed, sex ed, baby. was that a thing that you had in school or like how did that? You know, I went to public school in Tennessee and in my research last night, I was learning and I didn't know this when I was younger because who tells you this sort of thing? But uh, there is a law that they can only teach abstinence only uh, sex education classes, abstinence only until marriage sex education but classes. But that's a new thing since we were in school, though, no? No, that's what they taught me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, we were only taught abstinence. And then the only, I was trying to think, I, you know, I, I smoke a lot of marijuana. I don't remember. But I was trying to think, did I ever have like a real sex education class? And the only thing I could remember is in sixth grade, they split the boys and the girls up, which is also Tennessee state law. If you're going to be talking about this sort of stuff, you have to split the boys and girls up. Interesting. Um, so the girls, we stayed in the cafeteria, sixth grade, so I was about 11 years old. And uh, I think they hired an uh, outside teacher to come in and tell us how, uh, how our bodies would be changing. Mm. So it wasn't really, it, she did not talk about sex education. She just talked more about puberty. And I do remember, I think I told you this before, that we got like a gift bag full of feminine products. And oh, so yeah. I ran home. I was so excited because I'd seen all the commercials about it. And uh, during that time, I was really into like maybe the idea of being a surgeon when I grew up. And so I had GAC and I would, I'd love to like hide things in GAC and like cut open the GAC and like take it out like a surgeon. So 
I was like, ooh, how can I experiment on these feminine products? <laughs> so I, I went home and I thought like I was being so secretive, but I went and got blue dye, blue, um, just food like dye. Commercials. Yep. Just like the commercials. Yep. And so I mixed together this potion, um, and then kept like would see how much the pad would take and like it was taking like a bucket worth of water that's great and then i like threw them away and then i never thought about it for years and years and then um in college i was home for christmas once and my mom for some reason brought up that time that i filled a bucket of (laughs) blue water (laughs) to fill the pads and i was like what you knew that i was doing that she's like marie there was a trash can full of wet blue blue maxi pads pads." (laughs) So that's, I mean, that that really, you know, taught yourself. I taught myself. (laughs) So I had that when I was younger, but then the next sex ed class wasn't until freshman orientation when you did the, you know, the banana, you know, condom thing. Right. But that's the extent. Yeah. It's funny. I like uh, my like middle school time. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of sex education. Really? They split us up too. Well, DC is very, the laws there are very different than Tennessee. Yes, for sure. And they actually really want you to and you went to a private school too which i'm i wonder if they asked your parents permission i don't think so i think they just did it i mean i think that that was just part of what they knew was they were going to do because i know we had had a permission slip first and then we had maybe i don't know i feel like everyone was so hippy dippy that they just didn't worry about it so we had like all that regular stuff that you see on tv or think about when you think about sex ed but my big weird Mm. thing was that my church decided to do a sex ed day no yeah i was really? like please mother don't how old i was like 13 it was my confirmation class mm. and there was like it was me and like eight boys no it was like a nightmare no it was a nightmare i really didn't want to go but this woman that taught the the confirmation class her name was esther and she had this <laughs> she had this husband named alan you learned sex from esther oh god unfortunately <laughs> uh and like we she kept like splitting us up into boys and girls but it was me and then the boys. So I was just alone with Esther talking about dicks. Like it was so weird. There was one thing we had to do. We had to blow up balloons and do like a diagram of the opposite sexes, like internal organs, right. like sex organs. Right. So I'm like, she's like, blow up a balloon. And like, what, where, what's this going to be? I'm like, I guess it's a penis. I'm just like taping oh into God. this like poster board. Surprised you didn't make it into a dog. I'm I mean, like, I, know, I was like, please help me. Uh, so then like at the end, she was like, oh, the boys and girls got back together. And she's like, now somebody from the group, like explain no. what you just did with the balloons. And I'm like, I'm the only one here like why do i have to do it and the boys are laughing and i'm just miserable you had to say i made a penis well finally i was just like i'm not doing this and she's like fine i'll do it so katie blew up this penis balloon and here it is and these are the testicles and i was like this is just like god please help but why this is why i'm not religious anymore but then um (laughs) esther you ruined (laughs) it it. but the worst part i'll never forget this this is the word don't ever do this if you teach an s like a sex ed class is that then these imagine this like kind of bigger woman that's totally fine and lovely and then this like very skinny nerdy man um they're coupled their husband and wife uh-huh. and they decided the no. end they were like now you can ask us any this is my impression of alan now you can ask us anything you want about sex any questions you have we'll ask and we're like we don't want to ask you anything about your sex life oh my God. And so then he volunteered no Sorry, no no gross. no 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 he volunteered that he was like talking about condoms like well we don't really like to use condoms because after i come inside of esther i like to stay in there ew <laughs> and i we're 13 and i'm just like oh <laughs> we're in church we were in church you guys and that's a true story 
<sighs> so that was my sex ed. <laughs> and I was so oh mad at my mother. Oh my God. It's like, why did Wait, you Wait, did they talk this? about birth control then? I mean, they talked, or like, yeah, they said was that, Esther well, on birth control when he came I inside you know, and let his penis just they, sit there for a while? They may have been wanting to have kids. I don't know. It was like not the right thing to say to anybody for many reasons. Um, and I, I think the, the impulse oh, was okay, which God. was like, oh, we wanted to try to be free about talking about sex, but it was not. How cool. long, Alan? How long I mean, do you like days. to just He just like to stay in there for days. <laughs> it was gross. <laughs> anyway, so church wow. was enlightening. Wow. Yeah, that was my church. Did they talk about like wet dreams? I do remember talking yeah, about wet dreams sure. on the school bus. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. I feel like I learned a lot of like, it wasn't that useful, the information, but like you'd learn things from friends, older brothers and stuff. Mm, yeah. You know, or word would get, I remember learning what the word fuck meant when, oh. like, when we were like, f- my friend was like, everybody meet me in the treehouse," and, uh. and it was like, uh, my brother told me fuck means sex. And we were like, that doesn't make any sense. Sex you. Go sex yourself. Go sex yourself. <laughs> like it didn't make oh any sense. Oh my God. But. Well, like I remember, that. yeah, I learned so much on the bus. That's for sure. Yeah. Kelly Shaganaw. Mm-hmm. She taught me how to kiss. French Ooh, kiss. Did she kiss you on the bus? No. Oh. She showed me. She said, you twirl your tongue inside the person's mouth and then blow. <laughs> <laughs> so we were practicing in the back of the bus going, poo. <laughs> so oh my God. My first kiss. It's <laughs> real awkward. It's like, what are you doing? My first kiss was also my, like, I didn't ever have, like, a little cute kid's kiss or anything. Oh, I, no? I went like straight a, to the, like, tongue? I was 15, and I was like, tongue, first kiss. It was so much pressure. I was so stressed. I almost bit his tongue off. I was so nervous. Who was it? This, uh, my oh, you don't have to say name. Yeah. His name is Steven. Steven! Steve, Stevie. Join us on Patreon. Um. Please. <laughs> I don't think he's listening. Um. You know what? He ended up inventing um, uh, this device that detected landmines. What? Yeah, he's like a genius. I, little did I know. I think my first kiss works at Costco. Hmm. <laughs> uh, he was the band president, uh, marching band president. I don't want to brag. <sighs> yeah. Now, my first French kiss was so romantic. Oh. Uh, my friends were all in on it, too. I mean, not the French Are kiss itself. <laughs> well, probably, oh, I gross. think. It was like my friend Sarah had a uh, end-of-the-year party because school had just let out for summer. And, uh, yeah, I went to the party and then they were like, Marie, someone's in the, somebody wants you in the backyard. And I went back in the backyard and there he had two dozen roses. This guy, president of the marching band. I'd had to crush on him for one year and he gave me the flowers and then we laid down on the deck back there and then we made out. That's Tree and romance. then I left the next day for Habitat for Humanity in Destin, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> and I remember I called him on the on a payphone. Oh yeah. And we had nothing to talk about. Oh, of course. But he was my boyfriend for five months until he got two dozen roses for somebody else. Yeah, that's his that move. was his thing. That's his move now. Yeah. We knew it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I think he broke up with me though because I wouldn't have sex with him. Well, right. See, I did so not. did Stevie. So did little Stevie. Mm. He, oh, really? He banged some other girl, <gasps> and then he called me and said, I banged some other girl. We should break up. And I was like, oh, really? Oh you think so? God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was the worst. And I then, was not sexually active in high school. Well, I didn't have penetration. I was known as the dry home queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't have sex in high school either. Yeah. It wasn't until college. Um, Were your friends having sex in high school? No, not my friends. 
Because I think the rates are up now. They might be. (laughs) I think I read that on average people are losing their virginity at 17 nowadays. Okay. Which is still like, that's, I I, I was afraid it would be like 13. Right. But it's 17. Well, it's interesting because Mm. like what we, so we were looking at some statistics Mm -hmm. and like, uh, it looked like some of the rates had been going down since Mm -hmm. the 90s. So some of like the STD type rates and like uh, pregnancy, I think, teen pregnancy rates have been going down a little bit. So that Mm -hmm. was a positive movement. Yeah, it's a good question though, like if kids are actually having, who's having sex. Right. Um, The other thing is though, is like what if everybody's waiting to 17 and then having sex? You know what I mean? Like that's a different thing too than kids being like But I feel like that's a good age. That's good. Yeah, I think that's a good age. sounds like a good age. The one thing that was really beaten into me (laughs) growing up was birth control. My mom caught me um, it was senior skip day. That's what it was. So I officially had a note to skip school because I didn't skip school much. But I had a note to skip school. And of course, my boyfriend and I went to my house and started making out. And I didn't have a shirt on. When my mom came home for lunch, which I was like, what? What is she doing home? And so we ran to my room down the hall. I remember my boyfriend like tripped and fell. It was this huge bang. It was not smooth. But when we came out, like, kind of dressed, my mom was like, get out of this house. Get out. Get out now. And we left. And then she called me later and was like, look, you're old enough to know better. If you are doing what I think you're doing, I'm taking you to get birth control tomorrow. And it honestly broke my heart because I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm really, I swear I'm not doing it. I'm just letting him touch my boobies. <laughs> I swear. But, but I mean, you can't blame her. No, no, not I mean, at she all. She definitely did the right thing. No, yeah. To be like, okay, we're yeah, go. But I will go. But so because of that, when um, I was in college and wanted to, you know, have sex, start having sex, I was so responsible. I went and got, you know, uh, my first pap smear and then got on birth control and made the guy I was with wait like that for you know 30 days or something right um to have you know yeah sex but my first time having sex was no condom because that was not (laughs) beaten into me oh interesting birth control was that's interesting so it should have been all the above right right, right. that's interesting Mm -hmm. i mean one of the things that was kind of beaten into me was like you're gonna you know there's so many diseases out there there's so many diseases, right. you're definitely going to get riddled with diseases. Right. So like even with all the, um, the like they do the education, but that was the thing that scared the shit out of me. So I was always like, I was like, I just put the condom on like over my entire body. I was like, okay, like, I don't know. I'm ready. Do <laughs> I'm ready now. God. So terrifying. Oh, so scary. Well, so the thing that I was really interested in uh, on this topic is how are people handling sex education now mm-hmm. and what because of technology I was curious how is tech helping younger people understand how sex works and I came across this woman Andrea Barica. she is the founder of a shame-free platform for pleasure education so it's an it's online it's right. called O dot school mm-hmm. and it's a I mean it's not an online university that's what I was calling it last night to my <laughs> roommate but it's an incredible website that you can go to and it's all these um, uh, YouTube uh, videos of how to pleasure yourself it's a pleasure school right it's not about 
you know, this is the fallopian tubes. This is the testicles. Because that's like what I learned in sex ed. This is about how to masturbate. This is about how to orgasm. This is how to eat a pussy. This is how, you know, it's an actual, and they have doctors on there. They have, they have, they call them like um, pleasure, uh, pleasure experts. And it's, it totally takes sex education to a whole new place of like, sex is supposed to be pleasurable, right? Right. Um, so I was listening to this podcast with Andrea on it, and she was talking about how she's really trying to um, teach young people that uh, to take out the word foreplay, mm-hmm. um, which I was like, what? why? I mean, foreplay is foreplay. But it's it kind of alludes to like, then you're waiting for the finale, which is the man to ejaculate. Right. So that conversation of like eliminating foreplay, it is once you start sex, it is about your partner, pleasuring your partner, making sure everybody comes and that right. the it's not like racing to the finish line for the man to finish because right. also that's so much pressure on the man. Sure. So like just changing this language of like not talking about, you know, take out foreplay, just talk about how... Um, to pleasure your partner. Right. Is this directed to kids or is this directed to mm, just everybody? Or? I mean, a, ch- a, ch- a child. Children, yeah. uh, children, I hope children aren't going to this, but I do think, I wish, I hope that high school students are going to this. Um, it's sex ed videos on demand. And so it's not like there's a, there's a woman, first video comes up, penis parts and pleasure. Right. The second one is queer women and dating. So they right. also talk about dating. They talk about consent. They talk about how to stimulate a clitoris, um, eating pussy, approaching sex with the trans person. Right. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's really all across the board. And the thing that um, blew my mind is that um, I didn't know what a clitoris looked like. Like the real, oh, yeah. the anatomy of a clitoris. Yeah. Like... I know where my clitoris is. I know what that looks like. Right. And I've seen other pictures of things. But it's, in 2016, they in France, I believe, they did MRIs and were able to, because of 3D printing, print out right. what it really looks it's like. It's really big. <laughs> it's inside you. It's It goes way bigger than you think. The other thing that's frustrating about that is that it took forever for them to figure it out. Right, right. They just didn't think it was men. Doctors were like, that's not an important thing to know. And right. It's like, oh, okay. But that is probably, it, it is uh, uh, the only organ on a woman that is only used for pleasure. It's the only organ on any human. Any human. That has no right. um, oh, biological okay. use. Other than pleasure. That is other than pleasure. Wow. See, Which that's, is really why cool. isn't there? Because women are magic. <laughs> right. And yeah. why isn't there more... Um, research in that because that's how patriarchy (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah no that's really awesome that actually really dovetails with like things that i was finding oh yeah um the 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 thing that sort of i was curious about was like first i started looking into like what why abstinence only like what is this coming from and there's a whole thing where you know, that just sex is like evil, you know, there's mm. this whole thing. And then that you shouldn't have sex before marriage and yeah. there's all these things. But then I f- stumbled upon this, um, article on, uh, so- uh psychology today. Mm-hmm. And this woman made this interesting argument. I don't know that I'm a hundred percent on board with it, but she was saying that the, the right wing sort of abstinence only programs do not work. We know a hundred percent that they a hundred percent do not work. 
uh, in fact, there was one thing where they were saying in some of these abstinence only programs, they'll have these girls like sign these like, I'm waiting for my oh, yeah, husband the- release or whatever. Right. Um, and they said that when they did studies on it, about 12% of the girls actually followed through with it. It's very low, you know, it doesn't. And that's probably right. the same amount that would have done it anyway. You know what I mean? So the program doesn't work. But then she made an argument that, um, and we don't like to hear this as like liberals or whatever, but our current sort of standard for uh, sex education also doesn't work very well. And if you look hmm. at the numbers, it helps. It's a, it's a lowers like the, like I was saying earlier, I think that like the, the rates of STDs and pregnancies have like gone down a little bit in the last couple of years for sure. And like mm-hmm. definitely having any sex education is better than none. Mm-hmm. But again, like our, the sex education that like, at least that I had in my school and that are still kind of being taught is very much about preventing STDs, about preventing mm-hmm. getting pregnant. Like you said, you were like, I knew not to, yeah, I knew to be on birth control. And I knew that like there was a lot of diseases out there. Right. And it's a lot of like scary stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's not focused on the stuff that it, you were just talking about mm-hmm. online about how like, wait a minute, but sex is about pleasure. Right. And sex is about like exploring your body and having these experiences. But she said that the money for sex education in schools, instead of going to teaching kids, should be programs for parents. And that the best, she said, the best way to get through your kids, mm-hmm. and statistically mm-hmm. this is true, mm-hmm. is if when the parents have conversations with the kids about sex. And she's like, and they can even be kind of awkward and fumbly, but there's something about parents kind of talking to their kids about these things mm-hmm. that kind of hits home like even like some moral stuff and like, you right. know what I mean? And, and trying to take care of yourself. But you also have to educate the parents then on what, because the parents don't know how sex works either. Nobody no. knows. We didn't even, you know, you didn't even know what your clitoris looked like. Whatever. <laughs> so like, you know, it's, I think that right. like there's something about that that's really like cool that like, right. yeah, get your kids, I mean, get your parents, you know, get the parents more involved in like communicating about right. sex. Like why is it such a shameful, weird thing for Yeah, why is, it, why is it fear-based? Yeah, why, and why, is why it are so we shamed? And, and she said that the proof to her went that like the more liberal sex ed wasn't working either was when her like fifth grader came home from school after sex ed and she's like, how'd it go? And he was like, well, I know. He's like, I've been good, good. I'm not, but I'm not going to have sex for a really long time because the only sure way to like not get sick or pregnant is by abstinence only. Oh, and that no. was with the regular liberal thing and she was like that's not true that's not true like mutual masturbation is a way you can have be sexual and not get pregnant or get sick right Uh, sex toys are an option for people you know when we think of these things as so adult but like there actually could be wonderful options for younger people that are like not ready to like worry about the implications of like pregnancy and um and stds and stuff like that you can do lots of things you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and even like things like oral sex. I mean, that's, I mean, that was one we all kind of knew about, but right. like that, you know, at least with pregnancy, but then there's still STDs. So like, but why not give people more like a more holistic view of this? Mm-hmm. Right? So then <gasps> guess who is killing it with the uh, sex ed programs? Who? Sweden. Oh, <laughs> yes. My favorite. And all these Western European countries um, that have like a lot less stigma attached to sex, sex. Right. Just generally like in right. their culture. And they tend to like not make kids feel weird about having sex young and that they like, they just, they know you're going to do it. Like you're going, your body's changing. Right. You wanna, you're getting horny and stuff. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just destigmatize that entirely. And their sex programs, they were calling them, um, instead of calling them like sexual ed or whatever, they were calling it like sexuality education. Mm. And that's such a more interesting oh, like way to, that. yeah. Because then it's mm. more about like, and they said they really put a lot of emphasis on the individual 
making choices that are right for themselves. What, and they do a lot of questions about like, how do you feel about this stuff we're learning? And how do you feel about where are your boundaries in terms of mm. like what you're ready for and what you're not? Mm-hmm. And then it just makes a much healthier environment, like environment when kids do get together. Cause then consent is like so clearly built into that in right. terms of like, well, that's your boundary and this is your boundary. Mm-hmm. And like, then you respect each other's boundaries. Mm-hmm. And also that, um, they said when they did studies on those kids, uh, they naturally tended to like put off intercourse much later. They had fewer sexual partners. They had more like meaning, more meaningful relationships because everything was just sort of like more low key. Yeah. You know, there wasn't so much pressure to Not like, of do like, it and get it over yeah, with. And, or don't, don't do it. Or don't do it. Don't and then do you it. Kind then of you like rebel. Yeah, yeah. Against that. Well, I think it's so interesting that I was never taught consent. I certainly was. That is the easiest. So I was reading, there's this third grade teacher out in California, I think, uh, that's just teaching. She has these awesome, like, flowcharts of, like, just talking about consent to third graders. Right. And it, and it simplifies it in, like, you know, do you want a hug from Aunt Kathy? Right. No, Aunt Kathy smells like lasagna. This one kid was yeah. <laughs> like, okay, well, you know what? You have the right to say, no, I don't want to hug you right, right now. You smell like lasagna. Right. And it's like this simple thing of like, you have a choice to say yes or no because it's your body. Right. And that's the simplest thing that you can be teaching at a very young age. Yeah. And there was actually something, and I, of course, I don't, this is going to be all muddled because I didn't really like retain it very well. But there's something about like within the abstinence programs, abstinence only, mm-hmm. one of the biggest dangers with those programs is that they don't, they kind of just eliminate consent as a concept at all. Right. Because like, you're married. Right. And then you're allowed to rape your wife. Right. So, I think that is a law. <laughs> I think that's like in a totally allowed yeah. nowadays. So like, um, by the way, we don't think you should be able to write no, your wife no, or your husband. No, no, no. Um, so like that, that just becomes, it just simple things like that, that like are so fundamental to having a healthy sex life that's like pleasurable. Yeah. There's no pleasure. There's pleasure. No, you don't talk. And actually there was another thing where I guess California is trying to be a little bit more um, on board with this more. Uh, California. They're killing it. They're right killing now. it with the natural hair thing too recently. Yeah. That's, that's unbelievable. Really, why did it take so long though? I don't but, know. Uh, but so they have this uh, program, I guess, that the schools are trying to implement now that like includes LGBTQ conversations, right. like you were saying, which is like, why wouldn't we? It's sex so ed, when you think about it, it is very, it's heterosexual. It's penis, 100%. vagina sex. Well, it's also, it's only sex for reproduction. Right. That's the only way right. they teach it right. is like for like making sure, you know, when a man loves a woman, they have right. a baby. But like imagine being you know, a gay woman, gay, ch- you know, young woman and not relating to any of right. this and then being like, what am I supposed to do? Right. And so you have to figure it out on your own, which is part of, you know, learning. But like, why not have resources to be like, this is safe. This is not this. Right. Also, like the thing is, like, uh, I guess when a lot of the abstinence only stuff, people have a lot of misinformation. So there was things like some people thought that you couldn't get pregnant if you had sex standing up. Ah, stuff like that. So it's like, of course, the birth rates, the right. teen pregnancy rates are right. going to go up because they get these really bad information. Right. So that just so just I, that reminded yeah. me that one of the things that I don't think is so great about this parents being responsible for teaching the kids mm. is I don't trust the parents to give mm. them good information, good information yeah. and give and I don't think tra- parents know enough. And like, how do you enforce parents to like come to that class anyway? Even if you did give them, right? And how do you? And she kind of brushed that off in the article, sort of like. And if you want to teach absence, like fine, then do that. I'm like, but no, not fine, because then that kid doesn't get any information at all, right? So I do think it's like I think that there's it has to be both. I think you have to have like information in school that's mm-hmm. like the correct information, mm-hmm. 
because you may not get it at home. And if, and, but I think also as a parent, it is part of your responsibility as a parent to have that conversation with your kids and be fucking cool about it. Like right. not cool, like, I'm a cool guy, but be cool that like your kids are going to have sex. Mm-hmm. They're going to have sex. And don't you, and why wouldn't are you, you rather yeah. to be the one to have the conversation with them? Yeah. Why wouldn't first? you want to tell them how wonderful it can be? Right. And how well, the most Pleasurable. important thing yeah. is like that they are consenting to do it. Mm-hmm. And that if they, you know, and that they, that their partner is consenting to do it. Mm-hmm. And that it can be so freaking awesome. And that like we should, that, that both people should be, you know, the priority that is that both people are enjoying themselves, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Like that's a really important conversation to have with your kids. And then Certainly. also like, where's the dick, <laughs> you know? Right. I don't know. It's under there or whatever, you know, <laughs> things like that. It's <laughs> under that. Where's the dick? That's under, the, it's yeah. under that one pubic hair on that. <laughs> well, I remember in college learning about the taint and it's like. Oh whoa, God, I know. Whoa, we talked about taints so much in college because oh I had never thought about it. Yeah, I never knew about a taint. I never like <sighs> looked or, you know, huh. found it until then. Yeah. And then now I can't stop. No, I'm just can't stop hunting for that taint. Taint taint hunt. Wait, did your mom talk to you about sex in high school? She, you or? know, she didn't I never was like sat down mm-hmm. with a conversation. But that ended up being okay because, like, I was sort of—I think because my school was talking about sex with us. You so just came much, back with so many questions. I had a lot of questions. Yeah, and I remember, like, she was very good at like. Uh, she never made me feel like anything was like not okay, mm-hmm. which I think she also really wasn't encouraging me to try this stuff out, especially like in third grade or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I remember once in like third grade being like, "What's a blowjob, mom?" And she's like, "Oh God." She's like, well, it's, you know, and I put it on it. And then I was like, whoa, like, I was like, have you ever done a blowjob? And then my poor mother, I remember she, she would always say when she didn't want to totally discourage something, (laughs) she'd go once, but I didn't like it. (laughs) One blowjob. She's oh, just, just to kind of sort of confirm that like, yes, it happened, but don't do it. You would have had siblings, but (laughs) I spit them out. (laughs) But also, like, um, yeah, so that's that. That works. doesn't that that sex works. Yeah. Nope. Uh, but also, like, with when I asked her about it, I was like, Mom, do you ever smoke pot? She's like, once, and I didn't like it. So that was sort of her way of dealing with it. Uh, but I thought that, uh, to be honest with you, I kind of, so as a kid, that was a pretty good answer because it was like, okay, she didn't like it, but she tried it. Mm-hmm. And that that's like normal. Mm-hmm. It was a norm, it's a normal thing to do eventually when, yeah. you, when you find somebody to do that with. Mm. Well, the thing that blows my mind is that I had two sisters, an older and a younger, and we never talked about sex. Like, still, Margot, my younger sister's married, and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I don't yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah. it. Like, uh, you know, she had, she has twins now, and she popped those out, and I'm like, blah, I don't want to know anything about your about vagina. It. <laughs> it came from the store. Yeah, but I mean, what an unfortunate uh, missed opportunity. I could have, you know, we girls could have had these conversations of, yeah, like, I'm sure y'all have the same questions. Totally. Totally. But again, like it is kind of crazy that then you're like putting it all on your kids to kind of figure it out yeah. for themselves, you know? Yeah. And that like, I think that a school, why not give mm-hmm. some information and not like do it every right. weekend, but like, um, <laughs> or come, come drop off your recycling and a church swing too. by. <laughs> like, no. I can't church believe they fine. did it at church. We did not do that stuff at church. Yeah. No, that, I, I don't know why that yeah it, they were not equipped to teach us sex God. it was very nice alan and thread. esther if you're oh, listening God, please i hope you're Oof. I huh. you are. anyway i think that i mean what a fascinating thing i mean i want to have a kid now just to talk to them about I sex i really want to talk to kids about sex now yeah is that weird <laughs> probably i don't not know good. not a good idea 
yeah. But I think, I mean, I'm, you know, we, with our jobs, uh, I think we're not going to have any problems being open with our children about sexuality and stuff. No, like they're that. just going to Google our names and be like, duh, mom. Just listen to this song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when we first started the band, I mean, I think our full, you know, thesis of it was to talk about sexual freedom and equality. You and know? also like destigmatizing yes. a lot of these things. The double so that, standards. Like, people of, can, yeah. And mm-hmm. the fact that we have a lot of people come up to us and say like, oh, you say the things that I think about. Look, I'm not saying you have to say them also. We'll do but it. But like, yeah, we'll yeah. do it for you. But wouldn't it be great if we all could just say them and be like mm-hmm. not embarrassed about it? Right. We all have holes in our bodies and some of us have things that stick out of our bodies. Quick. Like, how many holes do you have oh, in your body? My God, like 40. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Two, three, four, five, six. Oh, seven. you ears. Oh, geez. Tear ducts? I don't know. Oh, yeah, Write sure. us in. Seven, eight, Write nine. us in. Difficult women podcast at Gmail. How many holes you how got? How many holes we got? <laughs> Tell us how many holes we have. <laughs> Gross. Well, you know what time it is. It's a troll, troll time. time. So I've been talking about O.school this whole time. Right. So I was just curious do they get trolls because all oh. their videos are on YouTube? So I found this one video and the video all it is is a woman talking about her labia Mm -hmm. and um to have a conversation with your partner uh whether it be a man or a woman that you're with does this feel good it's a 45 second video and it seriously is only about when you're with your partner touching them and saying do you like this does this feel good is this pleasurable? Right. So it's really just a, like saying a, that you can consent yeah, giving or, her f- permission right. to like give to ask questions yeah. and be connected. Awesome video. Great. Real simple. All right. Let's go to the trolls. <laughs> okay. First off, let me show you. The first comment is from John Solo. Look how long this is. Oh my god. It's like a novel. It's a novel. I'm not going to read everything. Yeah. Because we don't have time don't for know. that. But uh you are a great example why millions of people are turning their back on modern feminism as an outdated, bigoted, misforming, misleading institution whose only concern is to keep lying to women to encapsulate their minds into a perpetual victim narrative. What? I feel bad for your boyfriend and I hope he finally wakes up and leaves you because I hope that after years of the emotional and mental abuse you clearly put him through, he doesn't succumb and become one part of the suicide statistic that you scoff at. Isn't it amazing? Like, do you think this guy is like feeling vulnerable because he never asked if a woman ever was enjoying herself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, why is that so offensive to him to be like, hey, can you like touch my labia? Or, hey, are you enjoying if you touch, if I touch your labia? You're like, why is that? Why does it? That's not even feminism. That's just like human being nice as a human to somebody else. And then this other guy wrote, just read one of your articles about men with beards. You come across as a big slut, just saying. You should have no credibility to speak to women and what they should want. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Matt. <laughs> he has no last name. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That actually, th- those make me really sad. Yeah. It makes me really sad because it feels like, I don't know, like, do people really not care? About, I mean, that's clearly coming from somewhere else, but like, do you think it, they're scared or I like that fear must... or angry? I mean, obviously they're angry, but why are they taking it out on this woman who's 
a 40, again, a 45 second video on how to have a conversation with your partner if it's pleasurable or not. Well, I don't know what these people's like religious backgrounds are, but when I was reading about like why the right wing and conservatives have really politicized um, sex Mm -hmm. so much Mm -hmm. is because like they, it's all about these like morals and they have these like ideas that your, your morals are tied into like sexuality and that like then, you know, there's this whole thing about how like, there is this sense that there's like America was divinely touched by God and we're better. So when Mm. the morals start being corrupted in the United States, they feel like we're losing God's like grace kind of thing. It's this whole thing. Yeah. That's, it was so much. I didn't want to like head hurt. I know. I didn't even want (laughs) to get into all that. necessarily. but But my point being that like, if there's any feelings of like shame around sex, because your family was telling you that like, God right, doesn't right. like it or like it's going to hurt America if our morals are, you know, whatever. Then you start getting angry about it and you start blaming the women that are just trying to say like, hey, like we're right. also people. But women aren't supposed to be seen as like people. Right. They're supposed to be seen as like your sex object or the thing that has the babies, you know. Right. So it like really, I think, pushes in on some people when like you just start saying like, it's okay. And to you too, like, hey, Matt and whatever your other name is, like you're allowed to enjoy sex mm-hmm. and you're allowed and to let your partner enjoy sex. Or not even mm-hmm. let your partner, your partner is allowed to enjoy sex too. Mm-hmm. But that really threatens people, I think, a lot. Yeah, I think you just nailed it. It's like, it, it threatens their whole world. Right. And their worldview about like what, where everybody, what's, what's safe, you know? Yeah. Huh. And sex is not safe to them. So, you know, we're basically saying like, no, it's okay. Hmm. It's a lot. They a lot of them say I just man, I keep saying I feel sorry for your boyfriend and right, you know, but that's blah, the way blah, blah, that blah, blah, they blah. also like that's a way to take down a woman because you're like you're assuming that the only thing she cares about is what her boyfriend thinks of mm-hmm. her. She also assuming that her boyfriend is a dick, <laughs> right? <laughs> but or that she has a boyfriend, or that she know? has a boyfriend. She, yeah, I don't know. She but it's only men commenting, of on course, because that's the only people that. Are threatened. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, that's not true though. I also read a thing about how a lot of um, they were shocked at how many women get on board with these conservative notions of like mm. women need to be seen and not heard, and it's like brainwashing, though. You know. Right. That, and again, it's about fear. So that you know. Anyway. Hmm. Well, a lot to impact. Anyway, go to O dot School. Watch some videos. Please learn, and please, especially if this scares you. Yeah. You know, go yeah. over there and see what you can learn. I'm sure you'll learn a lot. We did. To be honest, it does make me a little uncomfortable to like watch strangers explain to me what my clitoris is. But wa- thank God there's people out there, yeah. especially easily a- accessible like that. Right. But why uh, not? You know, let, but why not? Let's get to a place where I hope our kids don't feel uncomfortable talking right. about it. Right. Why not? It's cool. Yeah. Man, we live in a cool time. Yeah. I mean, it's a hellfire out there sometimes right. too, but. Some good things happening. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. I don't know. I mean, I still a lot. I think there's even a lot they don't know. Yeah. What is squirting? Anyway, we'll talk about it. On we'll talk about episode. that next week. Um, <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, as we like to ask every week to um, just share share our little podcast with a friend of yours. Yeah, tell a friend. Um, spread it around. Yeah. Do they know where the clitoris is? Do they know what it looks like? Let, have, have them what listen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Are we good? We should be teaching kids. We definitely should. Hire us in your school. We'll come do it. And uh, I think playing us out today is us. (laughs) Take it away.
Every morning at 10 in the morning, my cell phone rings. Every morning at 10 in the morning, my cell phone sings. Time to take my birth control. Time to take my birth control. Cause I love you, baby, but I don't want you, baby. So I'll take my birth control. I know you make a really great dad, but you're probably really, really mad. If I didn't take my birth control, yeah, didn't take my birth control. Cause you love my baby, but you don't want my baby. So I'll take my birth control. I know the pill makes me fat With the baby I'm twice like that So I always get my birth control Yeah, always get my birth control Cause I love my body baby It'd be bigger with the baby So I always get my birth control